Welcome to the Morning Woods. I'm Miles Tridel, writer, producer, and narrator of this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. Living in a duplex gives you the false impression of living alone. The space you occupy is your own. You have your own driveway and front door. The way my unit is split, I even have my own fenced-in backyard, which makes me think I should get a dog. That's something I've considered quite often since the events I'm about to relay. But first, a quick note on that false isolation. A duplex fools you by feeling like a house, but on occasion, I'm reminded of the connected unit by my neighbor's children. There are three of them, all good kids. I couldn't really tell you their ages. I don't hate kids, but I've never been good with them, as people say. As kids do, they run around from time to time, causing the floor to shake a little and sometimes bumping into our shared walls. Some people might find that annoying, but as a guy living alone, well, I kind of enjoy feeling like there's someone else around. Okay, wait, sorry. I regret saying that. I did feel that way before. Let me just tell you the story. My unit has two bedrooms. I set up my office in one that shares a wall with the family next door, and I sleep in the other. I chose to do it that way so if the kids get a little rambunctious at night, they won't disturb my sleep, which I hold very dear. One night, I was just about to fall asleep when one of the kids slammed into a wall or something. Whatever they did was loud enough to wake me, even with my white noise machine going. As I lay, frustrated, trying to fall asleep again, I heard another bump. This one just didn't make sense, though. It came from the wall next to my bed, which was not shared with the other unit, mind you. It sounded like someone threw a tennis ball near the ceiling on the other side. I got out of bed to investigate, but after a short search, I determined I was alone. Once I was out of my room, I could hear the kid's mom chiding them and sending them back to bed. The bumps in the night should have ended there, but they didn't. I was laying in bed again when I heard another sound a thud right above me. That got my heart racing. Another thud accompanied by the sound of something dragging on the ceiling made me sit up in bed. I turned off the white noise and listened intently. In the dead quiet, I could hear a faint scratching, occasionally followed by that dragging sound. It was quieter than the first time, though. Like whatever it was knew I was listening. I decided, or hoped, it was just an animal that got trapped under the roof. I scribbled a quick note in my journal to call an exterminator and then managed to fall asleep. The next night was worse. Much worse. While trying to sleep, I could hear the poor creature crawling around in what must have been a pretty tight space up there. The unit didn't have an attic. It was aimlessly dragging itself across the ceiling. Sometimes I could hear it breathing. Whatever it was, it had to be big. A raccoon, maybe? Why couldn't it just get out the way it had come in, I wondered. I turned up the white noise machine and tried to ignore the sounds. Around two, I was woken up by the strangest noise I had heard yet. It was right behind my head as I lay on my pillow. Something that sounded big and heavy slid down the wall behind me and landed with a thud that shook the floor under my bed. I jumped out of bed and ran from the room. The kitchen was on the other side of that wall. I flipped the lights on hoping to catch the creature before it caused any damage to my unit or belongings. 
I wanted to squint as artificial light exploded around me, but I kept my vision trained on the wall and searched for the thing that made the sound. But nothing was out of place in the kitchen. I went back to the bedroom and turned the lights on in there, but I found the same was true for that room. Well, almost. I noticed a small stain on the ceiling near the corner of the room. I'd seen that type before when my apartment had a leaky roof. Great. Just something else to bother my landlord with. Unable to sleep, I went to the living room and watched TV until dawn. The exterminator eventually came, and since there really wasn't any access to the space above the ceiling, he wasn't able to find anything. He did say the stain on my ceiling looked like the urine stains he was used to finding in those situations, though. He told me to call my landlord if the problem persisted and have her work out a way to get into the space. Initially, I was annoyed by the lack of conclusion and the exterminator's laziness, but the noises had stopped anyway. The stain didn't get any bigger and I was able to sleep through the night again, so I thought all was well and good. About a week went by before I noticed anything out of the ordinary. That was when the smell crept in. If you've ever had a mouse die in your walls, you will know what smell I'm talking about. My kitchen and bedroom reeked of death. When the smell became unbearable, much worse than any dead mouse, I called my landlord. She came with the maintenance crew, and when one of them nearly vomited on my bed, they decided to cut into the wall and investigate. One of them got to work cutting a small square out of the drywall behind my bed. When he pulled the piece out, a bare, human foot nearly hit him in the face. The foot was puffy and had a greenish hue. The stench of rot increased tenfold, and most of the crew ran out of the building. The police were called, and the rest of the wall was cut open to reveal the source of the smell and the noises that had woken me up those nights before. A frail little man had fallen headfirst into the space in the wall. The sickening angle his rotting head was at suggested he had broken his neck and suffocated in there. I'll never get to know why he was in my ceiling, but I sure wish I knew how he'd gotten there. The police and my landlord all tried to figure it out, but they just couldn't make sense of it. I'm looking for an apartment to move to now. As much as I dislike them, I've decided I need the sense of security being surrounded by other people. Living people provides. Even though the man's body has been removed, the wall has been patched, and the ceiling been fixed, I can't shake the feeling that he's always around. Listening. Watching. Watching. 